0: All the cool kids keep enthusiasm rationed Right down to the last explosive ounce But I'd rather indulge my many fashions Even if my squareitude's a little too pronounced Perhaps I do not strike you as a geek Without the horn-rimmed glasses and knee-high argyle socks but nerdery is more than wardrobe-deep And I'm a nerd down in my heart And that's where nerdhood rocks
1: And if wishes were horses, we'd all be eating steak
0: Sci-fi,
2: night Exterminate!
1: Computer, status report don't blink.
2: Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No!
1: Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And welcome everybody to Honorary Vegetable Day, the January 8th, 2011 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51, picking confetti, zucchini, and cauliflowerettes from the underground hydroponics garden on sub-level 32, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth, our semi-silent technical wizard and kitten herder, it's Kriana, and the mistress of metaphor, the Zombrarian. How you doing, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so we're one for two there. Joining us from the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, known as the man who would be Stephen King if hmm. Stephen King were Stephen King, it's illustrator X and his reanimated Stop. Okay.
3: <laughs> I can't believe that worked. Qualify that dome. Stop in the name of love.
1: Okay, we're in real trouble already, and we're 35 seconds in. Excellent. And his reanimated Princess of the Dam, the sweetheart of typo negative, it's the dead redhead.
2: Holy bat Asperg Batman. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's Asperger syndrome day here at uh Saturday
2: night. <laughs> <I didn't>
1: <laughs> Vermont Post gallifrey in Indiana, our Midwest Crop Circle investigator and Prince of the Underworld. It's awake by Java.
4: Hokey religion and ancient weapons are no excuse for a good blast race. I completely choked on that <laughs> line. I have used that line so many times, and it just kind of flew out my head.
1: Holy oh. shit, we're all in trouble tonight, aren't we? <laughs>
4: you know what the problem is? I'm drinking water. That's I'm
1: drinking. That's Switch drinking. back to wine, and you'll be all set. And from the vast crypt and mausoleum inside the Harry Potter Pavilion, inside uh, somewhere. <laughs> Welcome wow. to our producer. Wow, holy crap. Nobody can talk tonight.
5: What's going and I've on? I've never huh? been inside so many different things.
1: Careful.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you and me both.
2: Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> our guest tonight in our second half hour is sci fi songstress Marion Call and Marion will be joining us at the 8.30 after the Wheel of Marsupial Spin. But prior to that, it's time to get to part two of the 2010 Year in Review. We did the first half last week, and oddly enough, we'll do the second half this week, because that's kind of how that worked out. Uh, Last week, we had just finished talking about what our favorite comics were uh, for the past year, and uh, next up on it was the worst comics and why Uh, illustrator X why don't we start with you on this one as the comic book artist extraordinaire
3: Uh, for me as with so many years it's just too many to count I uh, you know it used to be back in the day I could easily drop you know over a hundred bucks a week in a comic store and take them home and you know what I got Life's Too Short for Mediocrity. There are some really great comics out there. Um, there are some people that I'm a big fan of, and some up-and-coming stars. I'd rather give my money to someone, uh, you know, an artist like uh, Nicole Hanshey or uh, Tracy Lee Quinn, someone who's on their way up than some of these people who've been in the business for years, just just giving us nothing month after month after month at four bucks a pop.
1: No, really, how do
3: you
4: feel? <laughs> and now we're all depressed.
1: Yeah, really. Java, take us away.
4: You know what depresses me?
1: Well, aside from, yeah, clearly the inability to create a coherent sentence other than that.
4: <laughs> it depresses me to see something that so many people enjoy that I think sucks. And they just don't have the intelligence to understand why it sucks.
1: Oh, boy. Here we go.
4: <laughs> because uh, I've, been, I, I've started my comic book journey in the past few months. And one of the first things that was handed to me was Chaos War, Thor. And they were like, this is classic. You know, superheroes, Thor, movies coming out. You're going to love this, John. And then I read it. And then I burned it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey. If you want to know why, just check out my my blog post on The Lost
1: Man because it's it's kinda of scathing. Wow. Okie dokie Drew. Oh,
5: how, how do you really feel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? We're all we're all gonna go through this one, aren't we? How do you really feel with this? Drew.
5: Alright. I don't really read comic books unless James Meister's is on the cover. And therefore they're never bad. But
2: Oh I God. found do that one, but that's okay.
5: I mean, I'm just looking at the pictures, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that's wow. a problem with some of the ones with him on the cover, though. The artwork inside <laughs> is the problem. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't I think had, she
5: ever gets past the cover. I don't get past the cover. <laughs> um, so I had to do some research on this one, and I found this comic book called Titans, Villains for Hire, basically where... This vagina kills people. So basically you researched a comic just to trash it. Just to trash it. <laughs> Welcome to Showbiz. Alright. Just checking.
2: <laughs> you can check it. Make sure I have my facts right.
1: Yep. Darling I Redhead. Know. What do you uh-huh. got?
2: Um, I think one of my biggest disappointments of the year is, uh, I have to say up front, I was one of the biggest fans of Ex Machina, which was written by Brian K. K. Vaughn, who also did Why the Last Man, which I was an amazing, huge fan of, and the artwork. Is by Tony, uh, Harris. Tony Harris, and the artwork just a- every month. It was so amazing, and I was so happy, and I knew they were going to bring it to a conclusion, and I was all excited about. I will. I won't do any spoilers for anybody who does read it. And oh, screw it, do the it spoiler. Yet.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> it was
2: like it, you know, we got this incredible storyline go- going, and I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to tie all these loose ends up together, and it's going to be fantastic. And just the last episode was chaos. It was chaos, and it didn't make a lot of sense, and it didn't really answer any questions, and I was really disappointed with that. And I also, I'm, again, Wonder Woman has not been the same since George Perez left. And I know, I'm going to get flack, I I accept your messages now, but Wonder Woman has just not been as good since George Perez left, and I know they tried to restart it with... Straczynski, um, it, it, just, it just didn't work again, and once again, I, they just don't know what to do with her, and that's my piece.
3: Now, I, if any okay. of our, I was going to say, yeah. if any of our listeners know what to do with her,
2: <laughs> yeah. okay, you, you know, know what, what to do with
1: I've got you know that what? wrapped up. She comes with her own rope. Yes, she does, actually. <laughs> I know.
5: How do you not know what to do with that? She's just-
1: totally the bitty Page of DC Comics.
5: <laughs> Sorry, if you don't know what to do with that, you're just not trying hard enough.
1: But the, the reality is, is that Wonder Woman is was a huge disappointment. Uh, the, the reboot. Uh, I thought, <clears throat> you know, I caught a lot of flack for uh, the the new look and the whole routine. Oh,
2: it's not, though.
1: No, it isn't. It's all ridiculous. It's course. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I deal with
2: the look, though, it wasn't even that. I'm talking about the way they write her character. Go back if you really want to read Wonder Woman past the Marston, the Doctor Marston stuff. Find yeah, they're, really. they're finally putting the George <laughs> Perez issues in in cover in uh, collected form. They're fantastic. They talk about the myths, the Greek myths, and why they're so. It's like why they're important to her as a religion. But as darling a Hayden. Greek goddess.
1: Here's the thing: um, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're totally and she ready. talked about
2: kids, you know, but why a girl would look up to her.
1: The whole package was just totally mishandled. That's yeah. my point. I mean, yeah, you know what? The writing would have been okay if everything else hadn't been screwed up. The the new look would have been okay if the writing hadn't been screwed up. But everything right. was missing. Everything was substandard. And, you know, for being the preeminent female Character in the DC universe, they've done her an incredible disservice.
2: And that's all I'm saying. I mean, it hasn't been this bad since she got her haircut, and that, oh, was <laughs> that was a complete
1: travesty.
2: That was a complete travesty.
4: Or when Speaking she went of far, haircuts. Uh oh. Yes. Dome, what was your
1: choice?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. um Speaking for Tim Gunn and everybody else who was in the damn thing, Models Incorporated was my worst comic of the year.
5: Where the hell is my chiffon?
1: (laughs) Now, wait a minute. I am am the person who sat here and went, this is cool. This is fun. This is wonderful. And for four weeks, I sat here and said, this is great. And then the fifth week came. And I called up our friends at Double Bindock and I said, is it put aside and waiting for me? As it should be. And, and Chris called me back and he went, I have bad news for you. It was a four-part series and it's done. There it was so, so much that they, they could have done with it.
5: So many unanswered questions.
1: So many unanswered questions. Okay. Like why? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that one as well. So yeah, Model Zink is now now the the quintessential what the hell were you doing comic? It's absolutely it, and I I was very depressed with it and very upset with it. Yes,
2: which brings us to happy things now. Okay, which brings us to our
1: best surprise of 2010 on the show in the genre, whatever. I'm
5: gonna go first. Me
1: me me. Go for it,
5: Stanton Friedman. Woo! You rocked my world.
1: He absolutely
5: did. Okay, I would just like to say I'm not going to be naming any Muppet Baby names.
2: <laughs> but certain people
5: had preconceived notions when they went into the interview with, with you know, when they heard he was going to be on the show. And were like, oh man, this guy's a crank. Kriana's going to rip him a new one because she's a scientist and she's a skeptic. You yep. know what? Stanton Friedman, you're a very logical man. Um, I would say that everything that we discussed on the show, he backed up with actual evidence. And and, um, and with
1: logic. And with logic.
5: He was very rational and a pleasure to talk to. Thank you, Stanton, for being so freaking awesome.
1: Damn yeah, right. Absolutely. Java.
4: New Doctor Who. Surprised me. Yay.
1: Love him. I, you know, I think it surprised... <laughs> Even those Among Us who kept going, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Under under their breath were going, oh, shit, I hope it's good. Oh, shit, I hope it's good. Yeah. And but it you was. You know what?
5: He's so sweet now. You know, David Tennant got a real hard edge to him after a while.
1: Yeah, he but I liked it. his
5: whimsicaliness. But at the heart of it, Doctor Who is more whimsical than it is edgy. Torchwood is more edgy.
1: Stetsons are Because cool. they have
5: sexy aliens. Stetsons are cool. <laughs>
2: Everyone's like, Stetsons. are cool, man. Yeah. Drew. Next.
5: I said the one man who gets to touch me at conventions <laughs> is Doug Jones. I know. I, I know. know! <laughs> Mostly because you just can't stop him when he starts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's no reasoning with him, but he was fantastic. He hugged a me. a good up. little princess? I, I mean, that's what the he's Zombrarian was, so I hope I was too. <laughs> and we got pictures, and he, like, folded over himself because he's tall. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I you didn't get, get to grab James thing. Marsters <laughs> at that convention, but I did get grabbed by Doug Jones. <laughs> and that was fine. And it was great. <laughs> He's a marvelous
1: human being. He really is. He is great. It's an
2: absolute joy to talk about. Yes. You can grab me anytime. Dead Redhead. For me, it was, I know this one is a little outside of what we normally do, but it was going down to the Rock and shock. We had a very nice time meeting everybody down there. We met some very cool people, but... Afterwards, we had gone to the concert where we saw Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie, and Alice Cooper kicked ass. I mean, he was so good. He's still Alice. The man is in his 60s now, and he just rocks out like it's it's unbelievable. Puts on an enormous stage show. I It just made me so happy to see him again. He was better than the first time I saw him a few mm-hmm. years ago.
3: Blows Rob Ooh.
1: Zombie off the stage. <laughs> I
5: feel like we need an 80s power ballad to go with that.
1: Yeah, just uh, just run Million Dollar Babies. There we go. Uh, well, I som- am
4: wearing my zebra
1: tight pants. Also, <laughs> 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 oh. oh, so you're dressed appropriately for the show. Congratulations. That's where those went. Sombrerian.
5: My favorite surprise was Adam West singing us a song after his agent said that there was absolutely no way that we would get a bumper from him. Ready? <laughs> here it comes.
2: Hold on. There you
1: go. When it's sci-fi Saturday <laughs>
2: night.
1: Oh, that's right. I, uh, listen. And uh, this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West. And AdamWest.com, don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. That was
5: Stabbing.
1: too much.
5: medication.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for me it was uh, being in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, uh, sandbox <laughs> and being totally captivated by Claire Kramer and Mercedes McNabb to okay, the Okay, okay,
5: this is my impression of Dome in front of Claire, in front of um,
1: Mercedes, Mercedes and Claire. No, yeah,
5: well, Claire was the one who was in the Adams family. No, Mercedes was. Oh, it was Mercedes? It was Mercedes. So. Your first movie was actually in Adam's family, case. Mercedes.
4: Yep. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. but this is radio. You can't show the
1: drooling. Okay, look. Here's the deal. I defy any of you to be standing two feet away from those eyes and not just kind of be hypnotized. The
5: rest cause... of us were fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, the rest in. of us are fine, okay. yeah.
1: Okay, I was... Hypnotized by Mercedes McNabb, and that's all I'm saying. That's wow. it. It was
2: her eyes, Dome.
1: It was her eyes, and I'm
2: taking that <laughs> one to the
1: bank. Dome, Dome, you need to write
4: a post for the, for the site. I was hypnotized
3: by Mercedes <laughs> McNabb,
1: but you
4: gotta you gotta figure out how to give it that type of sound. I was that
1: instruction there.
4: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> X.
3: Oh my God! My my best and surprise, and just the reason we do this show, man—the support we got for our Gene Robinson charity drive last year. Absolutely. You know, I could not believe how many artists stepped up to the plate to help us out, um, and how many people were bidding on these, and the money we were able to raise for Gene and it-
2: Ben Temple Smith. <laughs> and, yeah.
3: And I mean, and the quality ben of the
1: donations.
2: Mike Mignola. Yes.
5: Sergio
1: okay, O'Reganes. O'Reganes. Oh my God. If you think so, about you all know, the... I mean, it's just amazing.
5: It's Sarah Richard?
3: <laughs> but, you know, it it was just amazing seeing how many people were like, you know, who is she? Never mind. Give me that. And next thing you know, it's 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 four hours later and they're still working on the piece. And uh, it's Peter like, oh, Peter Vinton? Mm-hmm.
5: I, I mean, said, uh, yeah, yeah.
3: You know, so, yeah. you know, thank you to all the artists who contributed. Thank you so much to everyone who donated. It, it, I was speechless. I couldn't believe and just how you, wonderful you, everyone was.
1: Thank you to those cool fans who bid on it and bought these things. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: And if you have an idea for a charity project that you'd like us to sponsor this year, you can email me at Kriana at scifysaturdaynight.com.
3: Yes, absolutely. You know that's another surprise I had this year. I never read Spider Robinson before last year, and that's now true. I can't get enough yeah. of them. I uh. cannot get enough of We're
2: them. We're near a bookstore. X is looking for his books. Yeah. So, Spider, you made through that phase at some point. <laughs> I remember that's,
1: doing that in
5: high school. That's okay
1: because I have a new new author that I'm going to turn you on to very shortly. Oh, baby. That, uh, Ron Goulart.
2: Oh, I've read his stuff.
1: Oh. Yeah, and and we're we're. I, I would really like to have Ron Goulart on the show, Ron. If you happen to be listening, I believe uh, I've met him. I think oh, I was hello. The next to him at a show, I gotta, I gotta look that up. Yes, you do because we need to get him on the show. He did the Groucho right. Marx
3: Detective Book, right? He absolutely did. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes.
5: <laughs> yes, he did. Dome, you're getting a little excited.
3: Oh, oh, my, my God, yes. Used
5: to do the art All for right,
3: him. well, that was, that was a good, uh, that was the best surprise. What's Worst Disappointment, people? Okay, I'm starting it
4: off. Let's, let's bring it up here because we got six more categories in nine minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's 2011 and there's still no damn flying cars. What the hell?
3: Seriously. What uh, You mine there.
1: Uh. <laughs>
2: um, Brianna. WWE on
1: sci-fi? <laughs> was... Good call.
2: Yeah, that was... Yeah. Oh, yes. The Sippy channel. <laughs> the Syphilis <Yep>. channel.
1: <laughs> Careful. Jenna. Ooh. Uh Ooh.
4: SGU is canceled, but Sanctuary is coming back. WTF. <laughs> WTF.
5: Okay, i just like to say that I wa- I caught myself up on Sanctuary because I was highly medicated, and they just killed everyone off.
1: Yeah, congratulations. You got um,
5: it. What are you going to do now?
1: Zombrarian.
5: So my grandma, Grandma Zomberian, keeps me up to date to the minute on the Spider-Man musical ever since (laughs) I wasn't very excited about it. She's like trying to get me excited about it. So my biggest disappointment is the number of times they have postponed it rather, rather than just dropping it completely. Especially after the last, you know, hospitalization. I think that They should
1: just let it die. Yeah. Before somebody dies in the show, yeah, yeah, they let somebody die. Yeah. Hey, Drew.
5: Okay, so I guess I was actually just disappointed in myself.
2: (laughs) 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 And moving on,
5: (laughs) because we were all in the Buffy sandbox, and while Dome was drooling over boob. I wow, saw a very okay. tan James Marsters walk right by me, and as my hand got really close to his ass, I <laughs> refrained for some reason. <laughs> Probably because I, I didn't want to be kicked out by security. I mean, I think How it was uh, an exorcism of some kind that needs to happen. <laughs> also, Torchwood Season 4, what the hell's going on, by people? I like it's me going, some John Barry. It's going forward. Well, let's go already, Jeez. (laughs) No, John Barrowman, I think, told somebody that he wasn't doing anything for the next seven years.
1: Yes, he did.
5: Because Torchwood was going to run that long. Oh, yeah. Oh, Torchwood. So don't worry about Torchwood. Well, I'm waiting. I hope they know.
3: And then he woke up (laughs) Now they do. What did I tell (laughs) him? With faded breath? What?
2: Go ahead,
1: ahead, Redhead, you're up. Hey,
2: oh, Okay. Kind of along the same vein, ha ha ha, is Drew. Um, uh. I realized how how adult I really was because I was in line to fork over my hard-earned cash to at least get a uh, a signature and a photograph with Mr. Marsters, who I've had the biggest girl crush in the world for. Specifically, when he does Spike. The it's biggest girl crush on a guy,
1: Spike, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> I think we're beyond Mr. Marsters. Years it's and like years deep, and you know? Years and I was standing in line and found out it was forty bucks for his signature and it was sixty, bucks. Yeah. sixty bucks to get a, your own camera, take a picture of you. And I just decided I'm gonna walk away. And I decided or was like, talked out of. I did it, and I just you know, it was like that's too much mm. damn money. You've gone
5: too far, sir. <laughs>
4: yes. Well, like virgins, uh signatures what? and pictures of James Marsters are a renewable resource.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till he gets a little older and
5: <laughs> Yeah, when people don't really want to touch him anymore. That's right. Yeah, That's right. There you go. And make no <laughs> mistake, Get the will come.
4: Get in on the nursing home angle. There
5: you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, X, give us a quick worst disappointment for twenty ten. Worst disappointment for
5: twenty
3: ten? The damn kids are still on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <that's laughs> right. New uh, what can I say? You know I I I got it was just a meh year. There was no one overriding thing that was really a disappointment. In fact, I think we did a lot of good things this year.
5: You know what? So, we did awesome this year. We were the best we surprise
1: this did. year. We did. Yes. We were. Go Sci-Fi on. Saturday Night was the best surprise this year. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Okay, I'll go with that. In hard science this year.
5: Okay, there was nothing good reported in hard science this year. Science journalism sucks. If your article can be summed up as no, don't freaking write it. So this is now the uh, portion of the show where Kriana disagrees with everything we say. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. See, I think the best thing that came out of heart science this year was the reveal of the false study linking autism to childhood inoculations.
5: Okay, but you know what? That was only news to Jenny McCarthy.
1: No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true okay, because Jenny McCarthy... To
5: it at all, it's all manufactured controversy. No that's one not thought true. that vaccines were linked to autism except for the people who wanted to. There was that's true.
1: That's no true. Evidence. But the point is that a number a significant number of children were not inoculated because of the blathering chit-chat of stupid people.
4: And you know what's less depressing than that? The South Pole neutrino detector, which is awesome because it looks like the fortress of frickin' solitude. (laughs) (laughs) you see pictures of that thing? It is amazing. It's a big hole in the ice that just goes down forever. It's awesome.
2: And what also is really cool is we found all kinds of new animals and fish and insects, while we are losing some, we're finding a whole lot, especially like over in Vietnam and Korea and places like that, that, you know, there's still a chance we may find our Sasquatch somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Just in time for it to get nuked into oblivion. Yeah, exactly. Very much. <laughs> Pretty much. So I was really happy about the, all the new animals. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well,
2: know. even
5: better, it's a good day to have leukemia. No, it's not. And AIDS. It's never a good day. No, it's not. <laughs> because if no. you have leukemia and AIDS, we might be able to cure the AIDS. No. Uh, might? Not really. Cure for AIDS happened with a guy hey, and well, leukemia and radiation. Yeah, and one guy. What, hey, hey. One hey. guy is all it takes.
1: If we everyone could like, really like just one little spaniel. You know, you, know?
5: What? <laughs> you know what? Nobody wants to go through what he went through. That's
2: it's right. It's probably
5: with the like life-prolonging drugs that they have right now, the leukemia probably would have just, he could still just die from what happened to him from the treatment faster than he would have died of AIDS.
2: But all, all of the Sci-Fi Saturday Night fans know you should wrap that rascal. Hey, hey. Get yourself <laughs> <laughs> And don't double
5: bag. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs>
1: oh crap. Can we move forward please? The worst thing that happened this year, as far as I'm concerned, is this the, episode <laughs> <laughs> This bullshit over New Zealand opening up their UFO their national UFO files and yep. there's nothing in it. It's just ridiculous.
5: What's oh my like god, god. <laughs> Could you be any more lame if you tried? Oh my really? god.
2: WikiLeaks did Just. the same thing, they're all like, we're opening up, he's talking about opening up all these UFO files, and nothing came out of it. Nothing. Nope.
3: Have we learned nothing from Geraldo Rivera and Al Capone's <laughs> vault? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly we haven't. Uh,
1: Clearly we haven't.
4: I think, I think the worst was- science news of the year, though, was that stupid story about arsenic-based life. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the worst
4: uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was you know, so you know stupid. how many
5: people came up to me like, "Oh my God, have you heard? There's like alien life on Earth." And uh, you know, I refrained from smacking them across the head and saying, "You can't have alien life on Earth."
1: If it's on Earth, it's, <laughs> it's Earth, Earth life.
5: Alien. And it's I just said, "Our went, definition
4: of life has to change." Come on.
5: Jeez. I, I looked at the I looked at the headlines, and without even reading the article, I was like. You know, I bet the science behind this is shoddy at best. And then two weeks later, news articles come out saying in like, you know, science or whatever, saying, <laughs> you No, know, the science behind this was shoddy at best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you
4: pretty- know, it's not as important as getting a headline for a week.
2: Sure, of course not. That yeah.
5: yeah. gives
4: us a damn about science.
2: Everybody hmm. gets their fifteen minutes, thank you.
1: Some people get twenty and they need to be flogged. Yeah. Um. Okay, it's time to spin the wheel of marsupials, ladies and germs. And uh, to win the Chad Siccone stuff.
2: Um, wow. The wheel is inundated with
3: tribbles and down for repair.
5: That's a wheel? It's with
3: the thump of marsupials. Look out for the tribbles. It's those <laughs> damn people upstairs. They're in the bed again. <laughs> 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 slow and steady wins the
1: race they say um so you're just gonna have to pick a winner our daniel olivall is tonight's winner yay my favorite
5: robot
1: <laughs> yes yes, yes yes yes. i
5: forget which one you are in the chat room because you have a different <laughs> username but i know you're in there you're one of those two guys oh it's ted bronson in the chat
1: room ted bronson of course it's ted bronson
5: <laughs> he says woohoo <laughs> And Maynard Winter, the other guy, says, hey, you won.
0: <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that that's
5: the guy I was chatting with on Twitter. I asked him if I was being stalkery. He said no. I could be more stalkery."
0: <laughs>
5: oh, Just good lord. Or, or wait.
1: Does you know what? not
5: discourage people anymore? I don't know. Wait.
3: Wait. Before, before we bring in our guest... We, we we really should. We have a ton of other news items we wanted to mention. Can one of us just read through them, like, in 20 seconds fast? No.
1: We can actually Let's bring in our guest, Mary and <laughs> I'm calling her right now. Or, yeah.
5: Here we go. Da-da-da. Well, I haven't crossed state lines, so I guess it's not stalking.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, we got Hi. you. Hey, Mary. Yes. Hi, how are
0: you guys?
1: Good. Welcome to Sci Fi Saturday Night.
0: Oh, fantastic. It's exciting to be here.
1: No. Uh, we're
3: excited to have you on here. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have a chance to do a round, uh, round table before. Uh, I am Illustrator
1: X. <laughs> I'm
2: the dead redhead.
1: And I'm the Dome, and somewhere in the crypt is uh, Drew, Hey. and Drew. our Crop and Circle investigator down in Indiana.
4: That's me. I'm Java.
0: Indiana?
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we're all, we're <laughs> all over the place. First person I've ever heard
1: say that. <laughs> well, she's in Alaska. Keep that in mind. I am. I
0: actually too. Okay. We do. I actually just moments ago tweeted a picture of where you're interviewing me at. Um, I'm at the base of, I think it's the world's only downhill ski resort with an intertidal view. I want to say. Can you uh, see Russia? At this outside this tiny uh, coffee shop <laughs> that's got like hand painted signs and and trash keys everywhere. It's terrific. I just walked out on the mud flats and it looked like the surface of the moon. It was incredible. I've been adventuring today.
1: So nice. let's, let's talk a little bit about what it is you can do. I refer to you as the sci-fi songstress.
0: I'd say that's accurate.
1: Okay. How did you come to that title?
0: <laughs> oh my. Well, it was a uh, it, it was a lot of I want to say a lot of pushing by strangers on the internet, but that makes it sound, you know, worse than it was. Uh I was never very comfortable being a geek, and I kind of had to have a painful coming out process um, over the last few years when starting to meet strangers, social networking on the internet made it clear that I definitely was a pretty serious geek and had way too much back, under- back knowledge of the, I don't know, all the various sci-fi franchises to uh, pretend that I was not a geek. Um, I, had, I had to kind of be outed by some friends on the internet, and one of the ways in which they <laughs> outed me was by... Uh, by circulating a song that I wrote having to do with the series Firefly, um, called Good For You Too," I entered a contest with this song, uh, but a heck of a lot more people heard it than I ever thought were going to hear it. And I was like, oh no, oh God, what have I done? People are going to think I'm a geek. And then gradually I realized, wait, I am a geek. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. So what was great about it was I, the, the more comfortable I got with being a geek, the more comfortable I got with being myself. And after hearing uh, this song that I wrote for a contest about Firefly-related music, uh, some friends at a company called Quantum Mechanics, they make some of the pretty cool uh, stuff having to do with Firefly, Serenity, BSG, Doctor Who, uh, etc cetera, uh, they called me up and actually commissioned a whole disc of music. and I was like, whoa. I didn't know that many people were interested, but uh, a lot of people are, so next thing I know, the disc was called Got to Fly, and next thing I know, I'm playing at conventions and sci-fi bookstores and comic shops and uh, for groups of geeks all over the country.
1: And the song off that, I'll Still Be a Geek After Nobody Thinks It's Chic, was what Um, we opened the show with.
0: (laughs) Oh, Yay. Nice. Yeah, that was my personal anthem because it was kind of hard for me to be comfortable at first with being a geek. It was scary for a little bit. I didn't know you guys were all nice, so
1: most of us, yeah. Some <laughs> of us are still kind of scary,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so, so, what was it like, uh, you know, discovering this this community online? You said that it was a difficult process of. of you know, getting to know your geek side and getting to know other people that are also geeks. Um, what was that like for you?
0: Um, it was, I I want, I want to describe it as an approach to enlightenment, I suppose. You know, at first it was just dim flickers of the possibility of meeting people with whom I could talk like myself without having to censor my language or dumb down my word choices. I could simply talk the way that I think with these people, which was new to me, um, and the more the more I opened up with some of these friends who I was primarily meeting online, the more I realized that there was this amazing social circle that I that I could only find on the internet. I guess um, at the time. Now I've met tons of them in person, which is even better. I, I have friends all over the country now um, who I met online initially. But I guess, you know, before MySpace came around, the conventional wisdom, especially for younger kids or younger folks, was don't meet strangers on the Internet or be very wary of meeting strangers on the Internet. And I, I guess I kind of bought into that. But when social networking came around, uh, and I, I remember my terrorist being my first Internet friend and kind of letting them into my life. Um, and I, you know, I was like, oh, is this a good idea? But it was a great idea. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And um, I'm really happy now to to have gone from thinking I shouldn't ever talk to strangers on the internet to pretty much talking to strangers on the internet all
2: day.
4: <laughs> so uh, what are some of your favorite sci-fi uh, uh, you know entities what what do you find intriguing?
0: Uh, I have my pet franchises like everybody does, I suppose. Um, the ones that I really grew up with would be uh, the original Star Wars. Star Trek original series, Star Trek TNG. Um, And I read a lot of, uh, I guess, earlier sci-fi, Asimov. And Ray Bradbury, of course, was my very favorite. As a kid, I read tons of Ray Bradbury and just loved him. And, uh, yeah.
1: Mary, I'm going to marry you right now. (laughs) 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 Do you know how wonderful it is to hear someone say, I read? (laughs) It's it's an amazing thing, and you just rattled off, oh, three of my favorite authors, so. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I'm very glad to hear that. I, I, a lot of what was told to me as the image of science fiction has to do with impracticality or with frivolousness or with kind of dreaming your life away, and I think that's not true at all. Science fiction is one of the most contemporarily relevant, I used the wrong words today, I don't know, I'm kind of tired after, I've been outside a lot. It's really
1: That's okay, you I, didn't hear the I, first half of the show. Kind of <laughs> you didn't it's, hear the first uh, half of the show, none of us have been able to talk for the last half hour, so you're oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: uh, but I, I mean, science fiction historically has always been incredibly critical of current events and really, like, immediately relevant. It, it's like, being able to peel back the mask and see the fears and the hopes of a culture exposed and naked. And, like, the science fiction from during the Cold War I, about nuclear winter is really, really amazing stuff and very uh, very pertinent to the political, uh, political dilemmas of the time. And, like, Battlestar Galactica was that for me. I never thought I would see a show so, based in, so deeply based in fiction. Um, that was also so uh, contemporarily relevant, I guess. It was, it was one of the most bold political commentaries that I was seeing on television. I was like, but this is set in uh, like the future, the distant past, or far, far away with robots. And, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, science, science fiction seems to me one of the single best ways, but uh, one of the best genres, I guess, for expressing our, our fears and our hopes as a culture i gotta say (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: i gotta say just you know uh emailing with you back and forth to set up the show and visiting your site listening to your music you you really do seem to be enjoying yourself here and it's it's just refreshing to hear you like this um so many up-and-coming musicians that you talk to are like you go see him in concert, and it's like, with every beat of this drum, another tree in South America falls. Oh. Thank you, like, Sting. Thank you. It, <laughs> you
2: know, and it's like... You know, or Bono.
3: Can someone please sing about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Firefly or, you know, a Cylon invasion or something? I, You know what? I'd stick around the bar for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't see a lot of profit in hand-wringing. You know, I just... It doesn't get us very far. I, I have this crazy idea that, uh, that art might be for lifting people up sometimes or for giving them like, positive ideas of what they can do or what they should do or for maybe even entertainment. That's crazy. I know, but...
2: So or maybe... maybe that
0: fans might like to come to a concert and laugh and have a good time.
1: You know... <laughs> you know... pretty <laughs> radical. Yeah, it's a very radical concept that entertainment might actually be entertaining. And I, I'm kind of with you on this one. Can I talk about uh, uh, the Gotta Fly album? And, uh, no. Cause, uh, no, okay, good. <laughs> and I, will. I love you.
0: No. Okay,
1: cool. Good, because I'm going to do it anyway. Um, no. Because <laughs> I've been listening to it's it. Uh, I know, I know. I'm just a, a raging jackass from time to time. Actually, most of the time, but that's fine. I've been listening to a lot of it and it's got a very lilting, relaxed quality to it. And I kind of thought you wrote the whole thing. And then I found out <laughs> about half an hour ago that the one song that I thought was kind of really cute, you didn't write and you covered it. Can, can I didn't we write,
0: no, it's not by me and it's not about Jane, which is what's so funny because it's this incredibly accurate portrayal of Jane Cobb. Um, Yeah, this song was written, you can see in the liner notes, this song was written by a guy named Justin Booth. And he wrote Never Having Heard of Jane Cobb. Wow. Um, He wrote it about his friend Shane. And his friend Shane is a real honest-to-God Alaskan man. Um, So this is a nonfiction song written by someone else about something else. All I do is kind of fudge the pronunciation on the name. um, Which... Yeah, which to me illustrates why one of the many reasons I live in Alaska, which is that it's like the real, honest to God outer rim. It's really like that out here. (laughs) It's just, yeah, we have we have cowboys and convicts galore. And every time I sing that song, even in a room full of people who've never seen Firefly, they all know who I'm like the kind of person that I'm talking about because he's really real up here, you know.
1: That's that's kind of hysterically funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I love that it. it's, it's an incredibly, perfectly accurate character portrayal. I couldn't write a better one, and it's not about him. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even fictional. It's, it's true. So
1: So what have you got coming up? Uh, it looks like you're doing a whole bunch of shows in Alaska in the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, yeah, I just finished a tour of 50 states, and I'm exhausted. Um, so I'm staying home a little while. and. I'm uh, doing some shows around the state here, but I'm also taking this time to finish up my next album, which is—it's uh, not a commission about science fiction, so it will have a lot of science fiction references, but it's not going to be quite as focused as Got to Fly was on uh, the genre or on any particular franchises. It's more uh, about life, love, and Alaska and traveling the world and stuff. So, but I think people will still like it. So it's—it's it's recorded, but it's not finished, and I'm my task this winter is to finish it also i have to write about 500 postcards I'm about 150 wow. in, i think because um, <laughs> i told the internet i would send them a postcard and apparently people are starved for real handwritten correspondence because i got 500 requests before i could shut the thing down uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, Wow! wow. i thought <laughs> maybe 100 people would want one but i was i was wrong yeah. so i'm working on that um, and wrapping up my 50 States tour. And uh, hopefully uh Europe tour next year. Fingers crossed. I hope.
1: Wow. Uh, I would like
0: to do that. If I have the energy and the means and the the support, we'll see. So, and in the meantime, just Twittering and letting people all around the world know what is going on. Which seems to be of interest to people. What does a geek do in Alaska winter? Uh, oh. For some reason, there's an audience for that kind of tweet. I don't know. <laughs>
3: okay. And you want to plug your site right now?
0: My site is called marioncall.com. Also, I'm at myspace.com slash marioncall and facebook.com slash marioncall and twitter.com slash marioncall and Flickr.com slash marioncall and bandcamp.com slash marioncall and itunes.com slash marioncall and pretty much almost anywhere on the Internet. I'm about to commit to a (laughs) couple of the new kind of upstart social networks and see if any of them are exciting.
3: Have Uh, you thought of getting your name out there, though?
1: Yeah, really? (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: wow Working awesome. on it
0: Working on it Yeah I've had it The internet has been all quiet this week With all my good friends Are out on the The Jonathan Colton Cruise crazy Thing And now they're back But uh, I, I missed them this week My sci-fi fix Has been a little bit Weaker than usual When it comes to the internet So
2: maybe I Yes. Are you, uh, do you tour primarily just by yourself with you and your guitar, or do you actually have a small group of people you tour with?
0: Um, it's me and one other person, because I don't play guitar. I play typewriter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't play the guitar myself. I play typewriter, and I hire a guitarist to travel with me. On this last tour, I used several different guitarists. They'd all take a couple week shifts, um, and, uh, which was expensive. But good, because I think that traveling as extensively as I did alone would be a bad idea. Um, and also because even if I learned to play guitar, I couldn't play guitar and sing very well at the same time, I don't think. I certainly <laughs> couldn't focus on singing or being, or delivery, or being funny, or paying attention to what's going on in the room, or keeping people from dipping their hands in the kitty in the back on their way out. You know, like there's a lot to do in a concert besides sing, and I don't think I could do it if I play guitar. So I have someone else
2: do that. Well, what size are the venues that you're playing? All
0: sizes. I played, I think the biggest show I played on this tour was Lootstock, San Diego, which was about eight or 900 people, I think. And nice. I played a couple house concerts that were four people, five people, <laughs> which is fine. They still count. Uh, I like house concerts, and I like small, like, bookstore, coffee shop concerts because they're quiet, um, and the, like, when you're singing kind of funny stuff or stuff with a lot of references in it, uh, it doesn't really work in a noisy bar environment, so I, I prefer, like, people's homes, their living rooms, um, comic book shops are really fun, anywhere that people can really kind of hunker down and actually listen, and usually everyone has a better time when that's the case, so. Cool. Nice. Yeah, a lot of fans well, just got in touch with me on Twitter or Facebook and said, hey, will you come play at my house? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, and, I, and I did.
3: It's that easy, folks.
0: <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very easy to hire. <laughs>
2: what a I was, I was looking
0: through all my requests that I got this last year, and I, I estimate that I honored about 85% of my total city and venue and house council requests, or at least got within about 50 miles of them.
1: Good for you.
0: You know, that's
1: that's what kind of makes it special is that you're able to reach the individual in this kind of technological impersonal space and make it a very personal space.
0: Yeah, I love that. I would not like my job if the Internet didn't make it very personal. I, it's it would be no fun doing what I do because it's exhausting. It's an insane amount of work, and it's really, and you you know you're living on a shoestring, and you're exhausted all the time, and in tight quarters with people you barely know. And but it makes it so worth it to have that personal connection with fans, and to be able to show up on someone's doorstep, and they don't even really believe that you're there. You know, that's that's a great moment. It's really really fun. Um, I hope that I don't know what comes next career wise, but I hope that there are. More ways than not that I can maintain the really close personal connection, online and in person.
1: Now, on our website, uh, we're going to have, in the Talkcast post, your your website link and the website to mariancall.bandcamp.com where you can listen to all her albums. Guys, you can go to that website. You can listen to every one of her pieces of music. And then there's a link that says, hey, if you like it, you can buy it, and here's where you can go.
0: Hey, you totally
1: saved me saying all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, here, here's the thing that makes sense about that, is that people can go and listen to you. And that's, that's like a wonderful gift that you've given the universe right there.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I hope so. I try. I'm a big fan of letting people listen to everything as many times as they want before forcing them to buy it because I think a time is coming when we really have to decide to pay for the stuff we like. And we ought to get used to that. We ought to get used to saying, well, I don't have to pay for this because I can get it for free some way or another, but I'm going to pay for it because I think it's awesome. And that's, that's going to be a choice more and more. And I'm, I'm jumping on that bandwagon of inviting people to decide it's so listen it's been, first, make sure they like it, and then decide to tip me by buying it if they want to. You know?
1: It's pretty much the new way that the music industry, that the writing profession is going, and it makes mm-hmm. sense yeah. to jump to it now. And guys, you got to check it out. You got to listen to it. Take your time, click through it, enjoy it. Lord knows I did, and. Um, <laughs> On behalf of the geek community, I want to thank you very much for – somebody dropped something. (laughs) I want to thank you very much for joining us today, and thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for your music.
0: Of course. Thank you so much. I really am happy to chat with you guys. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: You too, darling, and thanks for coming. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, X, guess what time it is?
3: it sounds like it's time for the coming up calendar well next week January 15th Ann Zabla will guide us through her, her historical fantasy epic comic series Chaldeon and in the months to come, the weeks ahead, and the days and nights that will haunt your fevered dreams, we will be seeing the return of our author special series, as well as a number of guests from the upcoming Boston Comic-Con, because Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, coming up on April 30th, 2011, which is this year, so I don't need to read that anymore. End of Comic <laughs> Art House. <laughs> You're one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew get their comics at Double Midnight Comics and Collectibles in Manchester, New Hampshire. Check out AnotherHeaven.com for the best selection of Asian and cult cinema DVDs and visit AdamsMedia.com, the first name in nonfiction publishing. Tonight's outro music is provided by Zenoise. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast on iTunes. And just so you know... um, if you are looking for source material for your next song, just think about how sexy sci-fi podcast talk show hosts are. <laughs> Don't.
1: <laughs> Our very special thanks to sci-fi songstress Marion Call. It's wonderful to have a fellow geek on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, from Austin Brighton, Hellmouth, outside of Boston, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana and Zombrarian, thank you both for all you do.
5: Yeah,
1: some brain stepped out. She had to replace her eye. Okay. <laughs> From the Four Color Golf Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. Over, finished, gone, done, out. Meow. From the Post Gallifrey, gaming editor, thank you, Java. So long. From her mausoleum, thank you, Drew. Good to have you with us once again. Later. And this is the Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night.